This is Truth Pop. Hey, it's another episode of Truth Pop Unplugged here at Truth Pop. My name is Jake, and uh, this is where we sit down and talk to some of your favorite Catholic entertainers, your favorite Catholic speakers. And a lot of these episodes were recorded this past year at the Seek 2019 conference in partnership between Relevant Radio and Focus. And uh, on this episode, you're going to hear from Jen Fulweiler. She is amazing. She's a mom. Uh, she's super busy as a radio host on Sirius X. The Catholic Channel, and she's an author and also launching her own comedy stand-up routine. Yeah, she's actually going to be on tour this year and uh, doing some stand-up comedy, so that's pretty cool too. But anyway, on this episode, we talked to Jen Fulweiler about conversion, also her own conversion story. She was a uh, used to be an atheist, a pro-choice person, and uh, through the loving arms of Jesus, has found her home in the Catholic faith. So we want to hear her story. And as always, I just want to remind you to download the Relevant Radio app to your smartphone. And if you click on the premier podcast icon that pops up there, you'll be able to hear all of these interviews in full. So here's uh, some of that interview with Jen Fulweiler now live at Seek 2019. This is Truth Pop Unplugged. I have the honor of sitting down and talking to someone who uh, just has such an amazing conversion story. I know you're going to be impacted by it. She's Jennifer Fulweiler. Uh, she is a popular writer, a speaker, and host of the Jennifer Fulweiler Show on Sirius XM 129, the Catholic channel. And Jennifer, I don't know how you do it all, first of all, because you're a mom to what, like six kids, right? Six kids. So yeah. So Jennifer, I, I just want to get into your story right away because... Like I said, hearing the fact that you were once a pro-choice atheist, this was how many years ago? Bring us back to that point and what led you to being here at a Catholic Young Adult Conference. Yeah, so that was, gosh, I, I, well, we entered the church in 2007, but I had begun kind of exploring this sort of thing in 2005. But yeah, I, I was an atheist my entire life. I, I didn't wonder if God might exist. I didn't say a prayer just in case. I mean, I was just a straight up atheist. And like a lot of people with that worldview, the pro-choice worldview kind of flowed naturally from that. And uh, yeah, I was about as far away from the church, I would say, as you can be. If you can, in a capsulize brief way, because I'm, I'm sure you've shared your story so many times. What was it that initially drew you back, where, where that seed was planted, and where you felt not only you know in, a, in terms of a, a pro-life conversion, but just opening your heart to God? Was it a person? Was it something you heard? Uh, a lot of it was when I first met my husband. He really showed me that you can be a reasonable person and believe. And that was the first thing that had to happen for me because I was very much in this worldview that I could never believe anything that is fundamentally unreasonable. I, I just could not do it. So I had to see that there is some way to be a reasonable person who can believe in something outside of the material world. And my husband's a really smart guy. He grew up poor and he went to Yale undergrad, Columbia Law, Stanford Business School. So super smart guy, but he believed in God. And so that showed me that there's some way to be an intelligent, reasonable person and still believe. So that was the first thing that had to happen. And the second thing that happened is when we started having kids, when my first child was born, I just had this encounter with love, to put it. There's no other way to put it. It was just love. And I said, the love that I feel for this child and the love that I'm experiencing in our family, I just don't think it's only the neurons in my brain. I mean, I think that this love has a source external to the human brain. And it, it's funny, I was recently, I, I know you're active on social media, and 
an atheist recently asked me to summarize my conversion in one tweet. And, you know, Twitter has a 240 character, character limit. Like, how do you tell an atheist to Catholic conversion story? And I said, okay, here it is. And this is where that, you know, moment of realizing the, the love that I felt for my child was real. I said in this tweet, I said, I sensed that love has a source external to the human brain. I realized that I can't prove that scientifically. But... Not all truths were meant to be proven scientifically. We believe things all the time to be true that we can't prove in a laboratory. So I set out on a search for the source of that love, and I found it. That is my conversion in one tweet. <laughs> Not easy to do. In I mean, I don't know how many. Did, they might have like increased the amount of characters now, but still. Uh, and by the way, you did chronicle your story in, in the book, Something Other Than God, in case listeners are interested in hearing more of the elongated story. But uh, Jennifer Fulweiler here, and I, I just want to hear your two cents on how to help someone who might be away from the faith. Because I know that there's got to be someone listening right now who has a close friend or a family member. Uh, We've seen so many college students here who are probably going to go back to their campus and want to minister to that student that they know is an atheist or maybe really pro-choice. So is it a matter of praying for them? Is it about sacrificing? I myself have been a little curious how much of a role we as humans can play in the conversion of someone else. What would you say on that? Yeah, I would say the the foundation of anything you do is prayer. And I think sometimes people almost interpret that as like a blow off, like, no, okay, right, Jen, right. So I'll throw out a few prayers, but seriously, what should I do? And I think we need to pause and say, no, conversion is God's work. It's not our work. And so honestly, if all you do is pray for that person and nothing else, I mean, your job is really done, to be honest. But if you would if you would like something else, I always say, first of all, I think it's important, especially if this is someone you deeply care about, to let go of the end goal of them returning to or coming into the church and turn it over to God. And here's why that matters. When we are so focused on whether someone comes back to the church or comes into the church for the first time, we can begin to objectify them. And just like, you know, let's say a young man at a a bar might objectify a woman because he's looking at her not as the whole human being, but you know, for some end game he has in mind, he's not seeing her for who she is. He is seeing her based on some goal he has in mind. Well, we can do that with people who we love, who we'd like to see convert or come home to the church. If, you know, when your nephew sits down at the holiday dinner table and all you can think is like, well, has he been going to mass lately? Is he reading the Bible? Has he come back to church? You're not encountering him as a person anymore. You're objectifying him. And we have to be so careful not to objectify the people we care about who have fallen away. So my advice is turn it over to God, except that conversion is God's work, not yours. Pray for these person, pray for the, these people in your life. And then if you want to do something, connect with your own sense of joy in your faith, just authentically in your own life. Love your Catholic faith, like read up on it, learn what we believe, not so that you can bombard the, you know, the people you love with a bunch of facts, for yourself to realize how cool our faith is. And next time you hang out with them, just radiate that joy. And and if God wants to open a door for a conversation, maybe that will happen. And let it go if it doesn't. But I think that your authentic witness of just letting someone see that you are on fire and you're 
fully alive. You know, Irenaeus says the, the, the glory of God is man fully alive. Be fully alive around these people and just let God open the doors that he will open. Walk through them when they're open, but you know, don't worry about it if, if the perfect conversations don't come up. I, I really think that that is how we can reach our fallen away loved ones. I like that balance too that you illustrate that it is on us to pray. You know, we do have that responsibility, but at, at the end of the day, we can't take all that responsibility. I really like the idea too that it's always God's will for for people to come into the faith. Like God's not going to say, "Oh, I don't want that person in my church." So, so I, I think that maybe that's a little bit of hope for someone who's listening that they don't have to have sleepless nights. Give it to God. And uh, like I said, Jennifer, your story, the the fact that you became a Catholic after years of being atheist, that speaks true to so many people. Uh, In the remaining time that we have, I want to talk a little bit about your latest book, One Beautiful Dream. What's the story behind that? What led you to write that? It's kind of funny. You mentioned my first book, Something Other Than God. One Beautiful Dream is actually the story of writing my first book. The reason I told that story is because it's something that God had put on my heart to tell that conversion story. But the writing of Something Other Than God happened in the midst of having six babies in eight years, and we homeschool. And so I had to wrestle with a lot of questions about how do you, as a parent, not just as a woman, but you know, I think men ask these questions too, how do you, as a parent, find that balance between doing the things that give you life that God has put on your heart to do and still honoring your duties to family life and and to your family. And so it's a humorous book. I mean, I tell just a bunch of funny stories about what a disaster my life was at the time. And it was truly a disaster. So it's it's kind of funny stories along those lines, but that make a serious point that, you know, you're not supposed to put your dreams on the shelf when you become a mother or when you become a father. There is a way to balance all of that with family life. It's kind of looking at that age-old question of, can you have it all? And my answer is, you can have it all if you are willing to reimagine what having it all looks like. Think outside the box, let God lead you in in unexpected ways. And yeah, I think that you can absolutely follow your passions and have a rich family life as well. This is Truth Pop Unplugged. That's Jen Fulweiler, and I really appreciated her time uh, that she gave us at Seek 2019 this past year. And if you want to hear the entire interview, uh, just go to Relevant Radio's smartphone app. That's for uh, uh, you know your iPhone. If you have an Android, it's all good. You can find it in the Apple Store or Google Play. Uh, wherever you find your apps, download Relevant Radio and listen to the entire interview of Jen Fulweiler and all the other interviews that were done at Seek 2019. You can find Find that by clicking on the premiere podcast icon on the homepage there of the relevant radio app. And I really thought that was cool that Jen talked about uh, being patient, you know, for other people's conversion, because maybe you can relate to that. Like you have a friend or a family member who's not Catholic or doesn't believe in God and it teaches us patience, right? That it's in God's time, not our time. And, you know, we don't want to necessarily objectify them in that sense and look at them as a project. So I think that's uh, definitely a really important piece of advice there. Well, that's going to wrap up Truth Pop Unplugged. Really appreciate you checking this out. And uh, we'll be coming back next week. Uh, Kathy and I will talk about another pop song and spiritually analyze them. Look for the true, the good, and the beautiful. If you ever have any comments or pieces of advice, constructive criticism for Truth Pop, we love it. Love to hear from you anytime. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Search for us there for Truth Pop. 
Also email us anytime, truthpopproductions at gmail.com. But God bless you. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you soon. This is Truth Pop.